Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us as we're concluding our great two part interview with Deb Brown Mayer who's an accomplished business owner who's been helping salespeople connect with their ideal customers for over 30 years. Her professional background included expertise in all levels of sales execution, training, and coaching. It spans multiple industries as well as businesses of every size, from startups to mid-range and global organizations. She's also the author of an absolutely fabulous book titled Sell Like Jesus, Seven Characteristics of Christ for Ethical Sales. Now, if you missed any of part one, you need to go back and catch up as... We just don't have the time to cover the information we shared in a prior episode. Today, we'll be picking up where we left off with Deb discussing the seven different characteristics of how to sell like Jesus. We covered the first four in a prior episode. We'll pick up with characteristic number four just to to help bridge the gap a little bit. But right now, let's jump back into the interview with Deb Brown-Mayer. The fourth characteristic. Should I stop for a minute? Do you have questions so far? No, no. Go ahead. This is is great. I'm loving it. Okay. Fourth characteristic is called comprehension. This is about listening and asking questions. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the scripture in Luke where Jesus was in the temple and his parents have gone home and he's in Jerusalem listening to the scribes. And it says he was listening and asking questions. Boy, that scripture just, it's mm-hmm. like God put a spotlight on that. And he said, you got to listen first. Mm-hmm. We are so busy trying to think of what we want to say. We're so busy trying to figure out what's the next question I should ask. Instead of listening to what the person is saying. Mm-hmm. When we train ourselves to stop the brain chatter, stop the self-talk, and truly focus to listen We don't have to worry about what to ask because the person hands us the next question in what they've just said. Amen. Amen. That gift, boy, talk about giving. When you give someone the gift of listening to them, you'll change their world. Yeah. How many people out there right now are feeling like nobody hears me? Nobody's listening to me. Nobody appreciates me. Nobody cares about, nobody really knows me. That's because we live in a culture that steamrolls over this skill of listening. So that is something I'm just going to encourage all the the listening audience. (laughs) Practice listening. Practice listening, people. Take a breath. Sit back. Don't worry about responding quickly. Just wait. Ponder. And your relationships, every single one of them, will immediately improve. All right. Fifth characteristic. It's about certainty. 
And this is where I talk about building trust. We can't, <laughs> in sales, have you ever heard the salesman say to you, trust me, oh, I've got yeah. your best interest in mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. And immediately, <clears throat> what do we do? Red flag. Whoa, <laughs> red flag. No way am I going to trust you, buddy. Yeah. Yep. So wait a minute. The person could be completely trustworthy. Why do we react that way? Because we've been programmed. Programmed not to trust someone who has to say, trust me. Okay. So yeah. if we can't say it, <laughs> we have to show it. How do you show people you're trustworthy? In a sales call, you've never met them before. How do you build trust? Well, some of the things we've already talked about help build trust, like, hey, at setting expectations, if you and I sat down and we were going to talk about sales coaching, I would say, thank you for meeting with me, Robert. Really appreciate it. So today, uh, let me share an agenda with you and get your feedback on it. What I was hoping we could do is ask and answer some questions of each other. I know you've got questions for me about how I do what I do and what the costs are. Is that a fair assumption on my part? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'll be sure to answer those. For my part, it would really be helpful to get a full understanding of you and your situation so that together you and I can figure out whether what I have is really going to be beneficial for you or not. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, that's okay. I, I want to invite you to be just completely honest with me. And if you're hearing from me things that don't click, just say so, because I don't want to waste your time or mine. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, that's that's a great, great, great proposition right there. That's awesome. So what I did there was set expectations, lay out the agenda, show you respect, let you know I honor your willing your your right, and I encourage your willingness to say no if it's not a good thing for you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right there, I have set a hundred percent different tone mm -hmm. for the conversation we're about to engage in. Amen. And when I do turn to the conversation, I'm going to let you go first. And I'm going to ask a broad, open-ended question like, tell me what brought you to want to have this conversation today? What's going on? And I'm going to listen to your story. I'm going to foster you to tell me the whole story by prompting you to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that you feel heard. That is all the trust building you need to do. Amen. Because Amen. people are going to, to trust you and, and believe you know what you're doing more by what you ask than by what you tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, characteristic number six, choice. And we've already talked about this a little bit. I want, I choose to serve my prospects in the same way I serve my customers. 
So whether you buy from me or not, I am serving you with the same servant heart, the same servant attitude, the same love. Whether you buy or not, no strings attached. You get the same me as if you do buy. Mm -hmm. And the other part of choice is allowing you to choose. You choose your involvement. You choose your program. You choose to say no. You choose to say yes, but not now. It's your choice. And I respect that 100%. Amen. Mm -hmm. And characteristic number seven is about delivery and follow-up. So in it depends on what you sell. If it's a tangible, there could very well be services involved with it, or it might be a standalone product. There, but even before you buy, there are there's going to be a need to follow up and follow through. Mm -hmm. So before we actually actually deliver the product or service, there may be stages where you're going to go off and do something as the prospect. I'm going to do something. We're going to come back together, have another discussion. And that requires follow-up. And each time we follow up, we're setting new expectations for what's happening next. Amen. Yeah. Until yeah. the sale happens, the delivery occurs, and even then, we have an aftercare. Mm -hmm. How did it go? What did we do well? What could we be doing differently? So we're perpetuating a, a, a feedback loop that gives us intelligence about how well we're performing, what the person is receiving, what their perspective is before, during, and after. And we're positioning ourselves to get referrals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or amen. better yet, introductions. Yeah. Amen. Where people actually talk to their friends about us and then they come to us and say, Hey, Sally is willing to take your call. <laughs> That's an introduction. Not here's Sally's name and number you can call her and use my yeah. name. That's okay. But an introduction is even better. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and out of those seven characteristics, which do you believe is the most important? That's tough because what I'm going over in each of those characteristics is both structure and content. Most people don't realize that structure brings form to everything we do. And in sales, if you're not using a structured approach to sell by, you're missing steps, you're missing pieces that will undermine your ultimate success. Mm -hmm. So I might have to answer that question, Robert, by saying that paying attention to structure has to come first because you need the container to put the water in. Amen. Yeah. If we're talking about content, what starts right usually ends right. So if you start with that expectation setting piece, it's going to set you up to do the other behaviors, the listening, 
the asking, the respecting of decision, mm-hmm. and so forth. Amen. Amen. Now, you also state in your book that Jesus is the ultimate model in how to establish and build meaningful and maintain meaningful relationships, right? Is that the key to a successful sales career relationship? Well, in a word, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And here's why. And the reason I emphasize the relationship building is because you know as well as I do, not everybody's ready at the moment that we speak with them to do business with us. It could be they're first thinking about it and they're exploring. For for example, someone approached me about translating my book into Spanish, which I thought, wow, that would be awesome. And I had no clue what was involved with that. So when I got her estimate and the price tag was in the multiple thousands, I went, (laughs) right? Because it was, I had no frame of reference to even have any idea what it might cost. So I'm a no sale for her for now. At least now I know what's involved. And I guarantee you, if she is astute enough to put me on a follow-up list and keep in touch with me, even if it's every six months, she will be the one that I contact if and when the time comes. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the that's why I say the follow-up is so critical because I had a good encounter. I had a good experience. But now if she doesn't continue the sales process structure, follow-up is part of the structure. If she doesn't continue and do that, then... I will, it will undermine my trust for her. Yeah, yeah. And if I meet someone else in the meantime, and they happen to be there when I, it's time for me to pull the trigger, this new person will be the one that gets my business. Mm -hmm. So also maintaining relationships. You've heard the phrase, never burn a bridge. Mm -hmm. Salespeople who do sales, in an offensive way, often get mad at you when you don't buy. They get an attitude towards you. They also don't follow up mm-hmm. and have no desire to follow up. We call them one call closers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they have Amen. no system to keep track of who they've spoken to and Mark the calendar when to reconnect with them. So zero from zero is zero. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Amen. Amen. (laughs) That's right. So if you're not maintaining the relationship, how are you ever going to have an influence? Same thing with people who aren't ready to accept Christ as Savior. Mm -hmm. Just because they're not ready doesn't mean they won't be because right. there is one thing in this world that is constant and that is change. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. change Amen. and we don't always know what's going to prompt the change. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I had, when I was back in Bible school, back in 
1998, 1999. I remember one statistics that came that we've seen. The average person, before they'll accept Jesus as Savior, the average number of times they're exposed to the gospel is something like 47 times, right? Wow. Now, that's the average. Some people, the first time, some people never do, right? Uh, yeah. But mm -hmm. you don't know where you're at on that timeline, right? Right. You might be the second one. You might be the 75th yes. one, but you mm -hmm. never know. And that's why, you know, that... that fact alone got me over the rejection, you know, attitude, like, oh man, I just, yeah. you know, I'm no good. I'm, uh, this is back when I was in insurance sales and, right. and that motivated me. Okay. You know, they're not ready now. They're not ready to receive Jesus. Now they're not ready to buy right. insurance now, you know, so you maintain that positive attitude, the follow-ups and things like that. Right. And their time will come when they'll buy the time will come when they will accept you. You may not be there, you know, Peter said, you know, Apollos watered or planted. I watered, but you know, God's the one who gets the harvest. Right. And yes. that's the same way that, that sales goes. You may not be the one who actually provides the product to that person, but that's right. Okay, you know, I mean, you know, I had the statistics down back when I was in sales. I was using direct mail and I've had postcards. I hand writ wrote the uh, addresses. Nice. And uh, nice. for I mean, this is back when it cost like something like $12 to mail 200 postcards or something. I mean, it was, yep. it was very. I remember cheap. those days. Yep. Yep. And uh, but then I would sit at the desk writing out the next stack for that I mail every Friday and answer the phone for the people that received theirs over the week. And for every one of those postcards, I did this for five, six years that we would have for every 200 cards mailed, I'd receive 25 phone calls, set 10 appointments and receive two or three sales. Now, some weeks Beautiful. were better than others, right? But I and based upon that and the, the amount of production I was getting at the time, every one of those postcards that I was sitting there writing got me $4.50. Every single one, you know, on See, average. You had a system. Average. Yeah. yeah. And, you and had a system. And if you needed to sell more, you could bump up the number you, of postcards. You sent 400. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, yes. and, and that type of thing got me over the you know well if they say no what am i going to do mail more postcards mail more, more postcards right um, right yeah and, and it's funny because when i got out of the military i i was doing insurance part-time just you know mm -hmm. one policy a month type thing just to you know dip my toe in the waters of sales a little bit and when i got out of the military uh you know i said what am i going to do now you know golly well, I always joked around that insurance sales was my backup plan. So I guess I can go and do full time. I walked in, see my general agent, made a point with him, walked in and said, I need to go full time. What do I need to do? And and you know, people listening to us right now can't see us, but he had his glasses down at the end of his nose. He's reading. He just looked up and said, see more people. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was the advice. You know, what do I need to do? I need to go full time. That's what I got to do. See more people (laughs) (laughs) because it's all in the numbers. It's all in the numbers, especially in the insurance world. Yeah. Amen. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing though with you know people receiving salvation. If you just went down to the Walmart store and you seen someone walking out and say, Hey, do you know Jesus? Get away from me, you know, and, and go on about right. the, and, you know, man, ain't nobody gonna want this and turn around, walk away. You know, that's it's all in the numbers, you know. And uh, so I'm gonna also encourage the listeners that it isn't just the numbers. Yes, the numbers are important, yeah. and you have to do a certain amount of activity to get the results that you need. There is another factor, and it's the quality. Yeah. It's the quality of the approach. So the the approach you just gave, the Walmart mm-hmm. approach, maybe that could have been improved a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? The quality of the interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, I've seen you here numerous times. We're starting a Bible study in my neighborhood. Here's a free invitation with all the information. Would love to have you if you'd like to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Right? It's a seed. It's an invitation. It says, you're important. I noticed you. Instead of just, hey, do you want to meet Jesus? <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, right? right. And I know you would never have done that. It was just an example. <laughs> yeah. But I. this is an important point, especially for your listeners, because Here's, here's another um, another way of applying this concept. And I say this because I very much have a heart to see people healed physically, emotionally, mentally. I have worked with folks that have impossible situations and dared to trust God to show up and do the creative miracle. And I've seen him do it. Yeah. Does he do it every time? No. Can I explain why? No, I can't. Does it diminish his ability or my faith in his ability? I have to say no. I know he's going to heal autism. I know he's going to heal Down syndrome. I know he's going to heal Alzheimer's. I know he's going to heal cancer. He is the God of the impossible. Amen. Mm -hmm. So my faith doesn't change based on the results because in the evangelism world and in the business world, this has been liberating for me to learn. God is in charge of the results. Mm -hmm. I need to show up and do my part. But God's in charge of the results. And when I let go and let God, then I don't worry. I don't push out of my own fear of not being able to pay my bills. I can be completely free to serve knowing that God has my back. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So I'm extending the grace of God to others. and. God in in return extends that grace to me. It's in giving that I receive. Yeah, amen. 
Hey, Amen. That's so good. Deb, this has been so interesting. How can someone obtain a copy of your book, Sell Like Jesus, Seven Characters of Christ for Ethical Sales? Is it on Amazon? It is on Amazon. You can get paperback or Kindle. And on my website, you can also find a link to get an author signed copy Amen. direct from me. Amen. As long as you're in the U.S. or Canada. Yeah, I put those caveats in my stuff too. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. Well, if someone wanted to get in touch with you uh, to ask a question, check out your coaching program, or possibly do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Deb at DebBrownSales.com. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all this down in the show notes below. Folks, Perfect. Jesus had to not only recruit his disciples and sell them on the new plan of salvation, he had to do so in a way that they'd be able to carry on the sales system after he was gone. He was and is the ultimate salesman. Amen. Deb Brown Mayer's book, Sell Like Jesus, Seven Characteristics of Christ for Ethical Sales, will bless you with wisdom and inspiration to achieve whatever goals you have. It doesn't matter if it's in physical sales or simply in office positions. You are still selling yourself as the answer to a problem or situation wherever you are at. I urge you to drop down the show notes, click the links right there, get in touch with Deb Brown Mayer today, right now, while you're thinking about it. If you wait, he knows well as I do, you'll just keep putting it off. Don't don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. I hear you listening to me through this microphone right now. Just, just click the links, go down below, click the link, ask your questions. Consider inviting Deb out to be a speaker at your next conference or bring her into your business to help turn things around. And yes, you should click the link right there and purchase her book right now. Get this into your hands, start to study and implement it right away. Amen. This will change your life as nothing has ever before, with the exception of being born again, of course. Amen. Deb, I want to thank you for joining us today on the program. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Deb Brown, Mayor, and myself, this pastor by reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect 
with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.